I have now a unique perspective because I, I've come in as a guy just trying to make his spot. And just in my fourth year, I've been blessed enough to be named a captain by my teammates. And that's what gives me the most motivation because they see what the work you put in, the person, the player you are, and they trust you to lead this team. And I take a lot of pride in that. So I'm really excited to share the wisdom that I've had up until this point and what I'm going to continue to learn across my journey. Here we go. It's summertime. Yes, that means commanders. Training camp, we're starting to focus on football. I know I know. you're hot, you're exhausted. That means football. And we're sponsored the D.C. Sports Auto by MGM National Harbor. As you know, for the latest in Washington sports, visit MGM National Harbor to experience a sports fan's paradise. Uh, yes, indeed. We have the cast of regulars on this one, Rob Woodfork, Dave Preston, and George Wallace. And if we're talking commanders, we have to talk the face of the franchise. That is the significant storyline for this team and Terry McLaurin is that aforementioned face. He just spoke earlier. In fact, as we record this, so George Wallace, what's the take? Well, you know, he's uh, very thankful to get this thing done. He said it was very interesting or not interesting. It's very weird for him because he says he doesn't miss practice ever. And we've seen that throughout his career, but he was forced to miss the OTAs. I guess you weren't forced to miss anything, but he did miss OTAs and mandatory minicamp. Uh, he said that he was in constant communication with Ron Rivera. He said his teammates checked on him, Carson Wentz as well, but he's very thankful to get this done. He said he did not really think it w- was not going to get done. Uh, he had faith in the fact that it would. And uh, he said the best is yet to come for him. He said the locker room is full of great guys. And he said he was about to get on a plane right after he spoke to go to California and play uh, catch with Carson Wentz. So he knows he's missed some time with his new quarterback, the ninth of his career, by the way. Uh, so he's going to get some time with Carson in these next couple of weeks before training camp starts. But look, for a team that's full of bad news, look, this is a thing that had to get done. It is positive news. And it got done with a few weeks to spare before training camp. Unlike the Jonathan Allen thing last year, where it was on the eve of training camp. And then they hit us with that presser down in Richmond right before. So this is a done deal. He's got a few weeks now to relax. He's got a lot more money in the bank and he's ready to get to work as a team captain. I think it was very important for them to get this done, to send the message, not only to the team, but the fan base as well. And Ron Rivera was very uh, clear about that. So it's a positive day uh, in Ashburn that their captain is now under contract and ready to go to work. And by the way, we have to look up the category of players that were severely impacted by missing OTAs. I don't, I don't know if we could, if you put that in Google, you might break Google. I don't, I don't think there's that category. All right. So now that Terry McLaurin, it's all feel good. Let's go and put the pressure on him. Uh, is yeah. he the next Art Monk of this franchise? Uh, let's, let's crystal ball it. Well, you were just talking, George. We'll start with you. Go right down the line. Now that he, we've heard him speak for the last three years, we've seen his body of work. Uh, what is in our burgundy and gold crystal ball for Terry McLaurin? Yeah, I mean, he's one of these franchise guys that uh, you just could tell from day one. I mean, just when he spoke to us the first day after he was drafted, you could tell He's a team guy. He's a very focused guy. He comes from good upbringing. You can tell uh, where his priorities are. And to answer your question about Art Monk, that's the same kind of thing we saw from Art Monk. Very reliable, go-to guy on the field, in the locker room, a guy that Joe Gibbs could count on. And Ron Rivera, I think, feels the same way about Terry McLaurin. He said all the right things. He's talked to Doug Williams, talked to Gary Clark about have about how to be a good leader in this for this franchise. He saw Gary Clark's Super Bowl ring yesterday. So, you know, uh, he's a guy that has done his homework. He knows the history of this organization and he's ready to um, he's ready to perform on the field and contribute. And I think that it's a guy that you want in the locker room. It's going to be he's going to be in the locker room uh, for the for the foreseeable future and hopefully help take this franchise back to 
you know, at least start getting back to where, uh, you know, the fans and everybody feel they belong. I don't know if it's going to get all the way back there, but it's going to take a while. But well, wait, at least wait, climb the ladder. All right, but but all the chaos, and we and yeah. we talk about the chaos all the times. Listen to what you just said. He talked to Doug Williams. He talked to Gary Clark. Uh, these are winners. I see you nodding, yeah. uh, Rob Woodfork. So uh, despite all the chaos, there's nothing stopping this team from being eventually a Super Bowl team, is there? I mean, yeah, they, I mean, they, they have bad ownership. How much time do yeah. we have? Yeah, right. Uh, but, but, that, but that's the thing. And that actually sort of uh, brings me to a point that I, I don't know that I've expressed on here. And that is I, I like what Washington has in place. I like the team president, Jason Wright. I like the head coach, Ron Rivera. I like what they have in the front office and they have subsequently some really good pieces on the roster, but, and, and that's the know, guys that players are going to deal with. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So that's the thing. It's like, they have the structure in place to be better than any team that we've seen in the Snyder era, but Snyder, the Snyder era is not over. So it's hard to put a lot of faith in it, but to, to put it in today's terms. And I, I think I said it on here before you look at Terry McLaurin, he's one of the few guys that you look at this roster and you say, this guy could have played for Joe Gibbs back in the day. We were mentioning Art Monk. I mean, he's a guy that doesn't say a whole lot. He just goes out there on the field and just balls out. He's not like a Chase Claypool who's out here uh, dropping these quotes talking about I'm a top three receiver in the league. He's not even a top three receiver on his team. So McLaurin just shuts up and balls. So, yeah, I mean, super weird that he wasn't in practice. Like you said, he's, he's a guy who's, who's there all the time. He's a guy who's reliable. He's had the C on his chest pretty much since day one. Uh, so this is the kind of guy you have to build around. So, obviously, you had to get this deal done. It's good to see him. Uh, you know, this, this, this press conference just sort of reinforces why you give him that money because he's a guy that you can rely on moving forward. And if you're going to change the fortune of this team, you need a you, matter of fact, you need like 10 Terry McLaurin's. Unfortunately, there's one, but you got to keep the one you got. All right. And real quick, the, real quick, real quick. So uh, to, to your point, Rob, about, <clears throat> excuse me, on this team on the field, look, I think this team can win 10 games. Like when we get to predictions, I think this team can win 10 games. They've done the right things on the field, mm-hmm. but to your point, it's hard, and we've seen ourselves fall in this for the last however many years. Twenty. It's hard to just focus <laughs> on the football. If you're focusing on the football, yes, right. this team right. has gone done the right things. They've been through a lot the last couple of years, especially with you know with Rivera coming in and the name and the coach has cancer and you did this or this. So if you're focusing on football, yes, hundred percent. I think okay. this team has done the right things. It's just hard to do just that and also just real quick the, the the thing that people overlook with the ownership thing it's easy to dismiss that because that's not somebody you see on the field or somebody you see in press conferences uh, i mean never see in press conferences with this guy but uh you know that is still a very important uh uh aspect of any professional franchise because whatever's happening there trickles down to everybody else yeah. they're not only are they hiring the people in place that are important but also they set the tone. That's who everybody's looking to for direction. You know, that's the big boss. And if you don't have the good big boss, then you don't, you really don't have that much of a chance, even though we saw the new Orleans saints do it in 2009, they haven't had good ownership either, but 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 listen, we can relax real quick before we go to your day press. We can relax on this ownership issue. Well, no, 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 because we can relax because as long as they, he keeps getting subpoenas to appear on Capitol Hill, he's going to be stuck in France on business. So, you know, credit your congressman for solving it. The commander's ownership situation. Uh, We're not going to see him 
for another three years. As long as he keeps getting subpoenas, <laughs> he'll be in France doing business. So we can just relax. And by the way, George, great stat you bring up. I think there is a stat on how many 10 win seasons begin with Jacksonville as an opponent, but that's a category. Where I'm All right. Hey, hey, we'll find it. We'll find yeah. it. Somebody, somebody's got that stat. Hey, Dave, Dave Preston. Preston will have it. Yeah. You know, I, I think this is obviously the move that they needed to make. And, uh, you know, who knows what sort of career he's going to have ahead of him. But he has been the team's best player, arguably, uh, on the field. And he's been one of the best leaders in the locker room the last three years. Every year as a pro, he's led this team in catches and receiving yards. And he's been a positive force in the locker room. Your best player isn't necessarily the best teammate in the locker room, and Terry McLaurin's that guy. You hope that he's able to have a better career than, say, a Chris Samuels, say, a John Jansen, say, uh, you know, these guys who got buried, a Ryan Kerrigan, who were fantastic players, but they got buried within just the mess that has been what we've seen with the Burgundy and Gold the last 20 years. Uh, you know, we were bullish when RG3 led him to the playoffs in 2012. We were bullish when Kirk Cousins got him to the division uh, just a few years after that. We were all high when Jason Campbell had him going in the right direction. Same case with uh, Mark Brunell, and they won five straight to end the season. Let's see what they can sustain. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing the possibilities this fall with Carson Wentz. You know, yes, it's the ninth quarterback, but you know what? If anybody can break in a new quarterback, it's a guy who's had eight guys throw to him over the first three years of his career, some of which were barely hanging on to being in the league to begin with. So he's, he's got a pro handling the offense, and I think he's going to go to work uh, between now and training camp, and we don't have to have the Terry McLaurin extension possibilities hanging over our heads like we did with Kirk Cousins, like we did with Brandon Sheriff in previous years. All right, and that's because I'm old. That's why I started this conversation with the comparison to Art Monk. I'm not even talking about stylistic, uh, stylistically. I mean, I'm just saying that as I've watched him act and and be a leader and what he's done on the field, all I keep thinking about is Art Monk in the early 80s, how we were excited about him developing into a Hall of Fame wide receiver. So uh, I think the sky really is the limit for Terry McLaurin because it starts with character. All right, so one we, more point I'll make no. on the com- – Oh, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was going to no. No, no, make your point. I was going to well, say, the what, only, what do we think the numbers are going to be for him for the next three years? Well, see, mm-hmm. that's why I'll make my yeah, point. I'll yeah, let you yeah. figure out the numbers because I'm not smart enough. The only <laughs> thing I know is a good season starts with a Jacksonville win. But I think yeah. the lesson and Detroit, the, Detroit right after that, too, don't right. it, by the way, you all trying oh, hard to jinx this, aren't you? So uh, heaven, for, heaven forbid they start one and one. Yeah, I mean. no, wait a minute. So if Jacksonville, Detroit, I think that's a look that up. That's got to be a Super Bowl. Comp- and, we better start it, to parade now. Whole, whole, whole another huddle topic. But you could not ask for a better start Let's to a them. season. Right. Some for a team that's trying to, you know, get yeah. the, you need quick starts. We talk about that all the time for Jacksonville, Detroit. I don't care how no. Detroit did last year or his whatever. You cannot ask for a better schedule to start the year. That's it. It's me. why I have them going eight, six, and three at this time. Actually, well, and on the East Coast time zone too. Yes, Preston. exactly. Well, Jacksonville's on the East Coast, so yeah. is Detroit. They're just not aware of it. All right. So the point that I think that we need to take away, and my barometer of this team's chance for success, and I've been watching this throughout. Every time something comes up, and there's been a few things as we know that have come up for a couple of years. To me, it's the Jason Wright barometer. As long as he in my belief, is in charge. And we don't see Jason Wright come out and saying, well, I'm resigning to pursue other opportunities and that he jumps. I think it gives this franchise a chance at a success on the field 
because uh, to me, he is a quality guy. He is a quality leader. And I think he would jump if it became too much. I, I don't think he would just say, well, I'm staying here to take a paycheck. I think he's smarter than that. I think he has higher character than that. And so I'm not, I'm, I'm feeling better because Jason Wright is still in charge. And through all this subpoenas and this allegation, that allegation, he hasn't come out and said, you know what? Uh, I'm resigning to pursue other opportunities. He's still in charge. And people we mentioned, the Doug Williams, the Martin Mayhews, et cetera. There's a lot of good people out there in Ashburn and, and he's still the president. And that's a good thing. Any other thoughts yeah, on this and, topic? Uh, and, I, you know, I interviewed him a couple of years ago, and that was one of the things that he mentioned because that was one of the point-blank questions I asked him. I was like, okay, you're going to work for a guy who doesn't have a great reputation. And he said, look, all I know is that I'm being given the opportunity. And I'm uh, being given the opportunity. There's no, uh, or at least the implication was that, you know, there, there's no micromanagement. There's no any of that. Now, honestly, that was his first month on the job. So we don't know what's happened in the two years <laughs> since. But, but he's still uh, here. But he's still yeah. here. And, you know, th th there is there is something to be to be gleaned from that. And, uh, and and I hope that we can take heart in that and that we don't hear anything crazy coming out on the back end. All right. Oh, numbers and, and look, okay. he's a guy. He's a guy that's really smart. I mean, as yes. my, as 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 one if of my nothing my, else, my, my favorite head coach would say, super smart. Super so smart. <laughs> he's a guy that. I can see working in the NFL office after here. I see this as a yeah. stepping stone for him. It's just how much can he take, I guess. Well, but right. it's just, that's my whole point. He yeah. is not a person that just, well, boy, I'm so thankful to get this job because I have Correct. no other opportunities and I'm going to hang on no matter what because this check is great, et cetera. He is not someone uh, that would be void of opportunities. If he decided I've had enough, he would have five offers right away. And, it, and, it, and it, here's it, the thing, like, we don't know what's going on behind the scenes. There could be some sort of, yeah. uh, you know, there, there might be something, uh, the planets aligning in a way that, you know, Snyder's out of the way and then somebody else steps in and you know what I mean? So, you know, I don't, I don't want to get too much into, you know, too much into the weeds on this, but he might know some stuff that we don't. All right. And, and when, they convinced Dan Snyder to do a podcast from his yacht off the coast of France. We know, <laughs> we know we're in, we're in good shape. All right. Real quick. You wanted to do the numbers predictions. What do you guys think of McLaren? You're in now that we've got him. I put him in the hall of fame. So I've already made <laughs> my prediction. Uh -huh. No, but here's the thing, you know, but, but what's funny about that though, is, I mean, as high in esteem as we hold art monk in this area, remember how long it took for him to get into the hall of fame and he had two rings. Well, and so, let me tell you, you, you know, it's funny. McLaurin, like he can put up a, like a thousand catches and put up all these great numbers, but if he continues to play on teams that win seven games every year, then he's not yeah. going to go to the hall of fame. Right. I think you know, the way that with offenses are cooked today, with the way that the game is cooked, I think there's no reason not to expect him. It's even especially with the 17 game season, Terry McLaurin should be on the books for a thousand yards a season easily. I mean, it's a, I see him 90 catches, maybe 1,100, uh, you know, 1,200 yards per season. He's, as we mentioned, he's led the team in catches and receiving yards every year. I think one year he was second in touchdown receptions, but the other two years, first and third seasons in the league, he led them in touchdown catches. So no matter who's quarterback, Homer Simpson could be quarterback, and he would still find a way to get open and get the ball more than anyone else on this team and be productive. First and of all, everybody knows Peter Griffin's the better quarterback of the yes. part two. Ah, ads. That's, that's why I went with Homer Simpson, because you're going with the lesser <laughs> arm there.
I mean, look, he had looking at some of the numbers two years ago, 134 targets last year, 130. Expect that to go up. You got a guy like Carson Wentz. Keep in mind who he's doing that with the last couple of years, too. I mean, Taylor Heineke, God bless him, but come on. So, you know, I, I could see 90 to 100 catches. You could see 1,000 to 1,300 yards, 100% in that, and, uh, you know, approaching 10 touchdowns. I mean, I, I fully expect now, I mean, look, and we thought last year Ryan Fitzpatrick was going to uh, help him out a lot, too, having another co- competent quarterback, a veteran quarterback that lasted 14 minutes. Uh, so this year with Carson Wentz, you know, knock on wood, he stays healthy. Of course, that's the big thing for any for any team and for any position that we talk about. But the numbers will be there. I think this offense is going to roll this year in the way they're going to spread the football around. And Terry McLaurin obviously is the top target. But again, look, if he's the only guy out there producing, you know what defenses are going to do. So it's going to rely on others to step up and produce, uh, like Curtis Samuel, stay on the field. Logan Thomas, come back. Guys like that to take sort of the, more of the attention away from Terry and let him go to work. Doesn't matter. I already got him in the Hall of Fame. But anyway, but yeah. So why are we even need to play it anymore? I know, right? Uh, no, but, anyway, Jordan, but, but, but but George's point is valid, though. I mean, that's uh, you know. Well, write that not, down. Are you serious? Write that that's down. Right. No, no, that, because that, that, I can piggyback right off of that because I'm telling you right now, thousand yards. That is the floor. I mean, you can yeah. put a thousand yards in pen for him, as far as I'm concerned. The two yeah. numbers I'm looking at are how many catches is he getting. And how many touchdowns? Because as productive as he's been, the touchdown numbers are yeah. not what Seven, you would four and for five. A top Yeah, that's not what yeah. you would expect from a top level. He's got to get into double digits. Carson Wentz, whatever his faults are, he should be able to get him into double digits this season if he's healthy. So I, I, I don't think his targets are going to go. I mean, you talked about, what was it, 134 targets? I don't 134 two years ago, 130 last year. Yeah, so I don't know that they're going to be that high because for me, it's about, you know, how what's the percentage of those catches that you're getting? So he yeah. may have fewer targets, but more catches because there are more people on the field that you have to worry about other than Terry McLaurin. So I would say, I, I, I would say he averages, if he's healthy these next three seasons, 90 to 100 catches, and he needs to be in the double digits with the touchdowns. And wide receiver is such a position where you're so dependent on who's throwing you the ball, who's blocking for that guy, and also who is taking attention away from you. And to George's point and Rob's point, Curtis Samuel, Jahan Dotson, the tight end by committee, J.D. McKissick, the true barometer barometer for this team might not necessarily be Terry McLaurin's numbers this year, next year, the year after, but what these other guys do to give him better quality opportunities as opposed to a quantity of opportunities. All right. And I get the uh, final word because I'm on vacation this week, but I wouldn't miss a DC (laughs) sports huddle. Yeah, that's right. All this is predicated on a good offensive line. Pro football focus focus last year ranked, the commander's offensive line sixth in the NFL. Now, Brandon Sheriff is gone, but you consider all the injuries, COVID, et cetera, they dealt with, and pro football focus ranked the Washington offensive line sixth. Bottom line going forward, just don't forget the offensive line. As people, as Art Monk put up numbers, had success, or it seems to me there was a pretty good offensive line operating in Washington in the 80s. I don't think we're going to get the Hogs part two coming anytime soon. But that'll be an important factor. But- or even the dirt bags, if we yeah. remember that. Yeah, that by the way, <laughs> by the way, just to just to bring this full circle, we talked about Dan Snyder and it's starting at the top, right? Well, look, 
He's on vacation, but the guy at the top leading this huddle, this is where it starts with the huddle. He's on vacation, <laughs> but he's here today. See, that's what I'm talking about. Right. Yeah, France? Sure. Is that where you know, how, how Are you in France? Wait, are you in France? Uh, no. Uh, Silver, uh, <laughs> undisclosed location in Silver Spring, but close. Perfect. I mean, same yeah. thing. There, there's and, a... Is that, it's either the Riviera or the Potomac I'm looking at. All right. And to Dave's point, talking about the O-line, happy birthday, Joe Jacoby, this week. Uh, the we guy go. deserves a shot at the Hall of Fame. Oh, that's weird be. because that's not a – he wasn't in any James Bond movies. How'd you know? No, he wasn't, there? no. But that's no. Bond birthday is different than Burgundy and Gold birthday. <laughs> no, but but there were a couple of characters in Bond movies that looked like Joe Jacoby, so that's yeah. where – That's true. All right, uh, which brings the end, and I hope everybody's having a great summer. Uh, it's a DC Sports Huddle. We'll be back with you again uh, next week, wherever we are. Maybe we'll be in the south of France chasing Dan Snyder. We're sponsored by MGM National Harbor. For the latest in Washington sports, visit MGM National Harbor to experience a sports fan's paradise like we have every week. Break. Your story. It lives in River City, where you can enjoy a metropolitan vibe and a small town feel, where we set the standard for service and looking out for one another where there's so much more than steak in our thriving food scene. Your story is the story of Omaha, told by those who live it and love it. Whether that's helping you keep up with the Cornhuskers or creating the content you crave. And here in the Omaha World Herald is where it comes to life. Omaha World Herald, where your story lives. This holiday, whether you're making a Baker's Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Baker's has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone.